What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special Inside Carolina podcast with Graham Boone from Heels for Life. I'm Joey Powell. This is brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. Thanks for being here. This is a very special podcast that uh, that that Inside Carolina has been all over for quite some time, and something I've wanted to do. And and our guest today uh, is going to really enlighten us because if you think about what's going on in the college football landscape right now, as we record this on December the eighth, there are two words that absolutely permeate every conversation: NIL and portal. And we're going to talk about one of those today really heavily because I know the Inside Carolina subscriber base, UNC fans to a lesser degree in general, uh, have some, you know, some real curiosity around this. And uh, what, what we're going to do today is, is talk with uh, Executive Director of Heels for Life, that's UNC football's NIL collective, uh, Graham Boone. We're going to talk with Graham and hopefully, hopefully folks after they listen to this can walk away feeling like they have a little bit better understanding of what NIL is, how it's applying to UNC football athletes, and kind of where they can get involved. So with that being said, Graham, how the hell are you? Doing great. Um, it has been a tremendous few months here getting NIL kicked off uh, with Heels for Life um, under my leadership and my, my board of directors. Um, it's been a phenomenal season to get started with, having a nine-win team, um, an unbelievable breakout star in Drake May, um, and getting to really get my um, – my, my feet wet in this uh, amazing UNC football program, the momentum that Coach Brown has built. Um, so doing great. Um, obviously, the transfer portal and NIL uh, continue to uh, rule the, the, the news cycle, um, especially this week. Um, but uh, you know, after receiving the news last night that Drake May is committed to Carolina, um, after seeing the uh, amazing support that has been generated by this fan base, it lets me know that Heels for Life is going to have all the support we need um, to really build out a sustainable NIL program at Carolina uh, for the football team and um, one that our fans can be proud of and one that's going to also be flexible enough to evolve with the uh, changing landscape of NIL. Um, this is not going to be something that is uh, static. We're going to see new regulations, new clarifications from the NCAA, um, and we're ensuring that the Carolina has built one for, for long-term success and not, uh, and not jumping the gun a bit here in the first two years that we're going to be paying for mistakes later. So feeling very good, very hopeful. Um, and uh, very excited for the uh, the bowl game coming up. Yes, sir. So I want folks to kind of understand a little bit about you, what your background is, and, and kind of where you came from, because I think that's important for folks to understand the leadership behind Heels for Life, because I think, you know, I, I've had a chance to work with you, and, and I think that you'll probably inspire a little bit of confidence in that, just telling folks where you came from, what your previous life was, and and how you got involved with Heels for Life. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm as Tar Heel as they come in my in my experience. Uh, my father is a 1975 grad. My brother was 2006 grad. Uh, born and raised in Concord, North Carolina. I have all the pictures of three year old Graham with Ramses at Keenan Stadium and <laughs> with, with uh, Dean Smith at his basketball camp in the 90s. Um, so going to Carolina was always a dream for me. Um, I was very fortunate enough to receive the Moorhead Scholarship to UNC. Um, also ran a little bit of track and field there, about as long as this conversation will last. Was about how long my <laughs> was the team. Um, so I was 2005, 2009 at Carolina. So I was the Hansbury years. So extremely fortunate for a basketball championship my senior year and some really great changes in the football program. Obviously very exciting when, when Butch Davis came in during my, uh, my tenure here. Um, and so 
upon graduation, I, I've spent my entire career in the sports industry, um, with most of that time being spent as a player agent in the NBA. Um, so upon graduation, I moved to Washington, D.C. to work with Williams and Connolly and fellow Target alum Jim Tanner, who became my mentor um, and close, close advisor on how we built um, a, a sports agency that we could be proud of. Um, we, we really ran a clean business in a very dirty industry. Um, we represented guys like Tim Duncan, Ray Allen, Grant Hill, uh, Shane Battier, Jeremy Lin, um, as well as a, a litany of Tar Heels like Marvin Williams, Brandon Wright, John Henson, Justin Jackson, um, James Michael McAdoo. Um, so really had a phenomenal experience. We helped open this. Uh, we we co-founded a new agency called Tandem Sports in 2013 um, and did that for about, did about six years. So I spent a lot of my career focused on the development and financial support of young athletes. Um, and it's something that's really close to my heart. Um, and then in that time, I tried to stay very active in the UNC business community um, because Carolina still held such a, a powerful role in my story. Coach Williams was an amazing supporter of our agency. Um, and I got back to Chapel Hill as often as possible to do speaking engagements, host interns every summer, um, just to make sure that I could give back what I was you know, given uh, because this, this school has meant so much to me and my family. Um, and then the past few years, I've had two other stops. I did executive recruiting for a company called Nolan Partners um, that led um, executive searches for sports entertainment businesses as big as Manchester City Football Club in the NFL League office to groups like the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. Um, and then last two years, I spent in media um, and sports podcasting, actually. So apropos that we're on this medium today, um, I led business development for a company called Blue Wire. Um, and that was going great. I was happy and engaged. And then I got a phone call this summer um, detailing the plans for Heels for Life, the critical need for UNC to find a solution, um, a sustainable business um, to support the UNC football team. Um, and candidly, I was, uh, I, I was immediately hooked, but I wanted to learn more because I'm an employee base of one right now. But that didn't scare me once I started talking to the, all the people that were involved in the support system. Mm -hmm. It was talking to Bubba Cunningham. It was talking to Coach Brown. It was talking to John Montgomery with the Rams Club. It was speaking with the board of directors that we've put together that are some of the largest and most influential donors at Carolina, people who truly want this football program to succeed. So I knew that I was not going to be alone. So my wife and I moved from Princeton, New Jersey, down to, to Chapel Hill a few months ago. And um, I've said it a thousand times. I've never felt more like myself um, being around campus again, being around the players um, and, and really getting a chance to build a structure that we can be proud of. Um, one that the fans are going to want to invest in and one that we're going to invest back in them for. Um, so it, it's been a great opportunity. Carolina remains the, the thing that leads all of my conversation points. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just been a tremendous opportunity in the first three months here. It's a real powerful feeling when you are where you're supposed to be at the right time doing the right thing. Uh, and obviously that's kind of coming through just in our conversation and, and the work that we've done together before. You know, Graham, uh, Graham, you joined us on the Inside Carolina Live pregame show back right before the Florida A&M game and pouring rain. Pouring rain like and and somehow you you made the rain stop but now you're you're kind of charged with making it rain uh for <laughs> for different reasons different ways for these <laughs> for these players and for this collective what has your first season been like like I know you've been busy uh I know you've had a thousand things going on we were talking before we started recording you're burning the candle at both ends what's it been like since you got here yeah it's it's been a, of the first opportunity of my career to build something from scratch, but that by no means means that I'm doing it alone. As I said, um, I've had a phenomenal support system of, of, of our board of directors. We have five interns working with us right now um, from UNC um, and just the tremendous investment that the Carolina community has made in this. But the first season has been 
um, a healthy amount of wonderful chaos. You know, we, <laughs> we have been, We've been building the structures that we know are going to be sustainable to build a sound business model that we are going to be able to, to scale and grow. Um, but at the same time, um, NIL has changed even during my first three months here. Mm -hmm. um, it's changed from clarifications coming down from the NCAA saying that administrators and coaches can be involved in promoting collectives and fundraising for collectives. Um, we've seen how the transfer portal has impacted um, the planning of collectives um, and there have been major programs who have developed a ton of programs and money and really jumped in this full bore who are now having to revamp some of their systems because they are either in, in violation of these clarifications or they uh, did not see the success or the return on investment that they initially made. So it's been, it's been both a building process and a learning process. And I think that's going to be something for all of Carolina's fan base to, to keep in mind is that NIL is not going anywhere, but it will not stay as it looks today. So it is, is truly being a student of this new, um, new landscape. Um, but I've had a ton of fun. I mean, obviously, when you're building a, a, a business, talking to the major donors at Carolina, working with the Rams Club, and you're doing it while the team continues to find success on the field, nine and one at one point in the season, I mean, just a fever pitch of excitement. And of course, we didn't finish the way we were hoping to. Um, that allowed Heels for Life to ride the momentum of, guys, if we do this the right way, we have the coaching staff, the athletic support, the players to build a truly sustainable program. And these guys deserve our NIL support. Um, and I, I've, I've been a proponent of paying college athletes since I was in college. Um, and, and so it has been a long time coming. These players earn it. Um, and they, they deserve our time and our money um, because they provide us so much happiness, sometimes anxieties on Saturday, but um, it, it really is a, it's a noble cause. And we're, uh, you know, we'll get into it later, I'm sure, but we're trying to build Heels for Life as a weapon for good. Um, a lot of people are using NIL as a weapon for disruption. Um, mm -hmm. We're trying to make sure we're doing it the right way for the players and the university. So one of the things you talked about in, in that answer was just how, I guess, how dynamic it is and how things aren't going to be the same and how rules are changing. Help our listeners understand what's your understanding of, of NIL's, NIL rules and regulations. If you can give me like a crash course condensed, help the average listener understand what are the rules around NIL and how does it work? Yeah, I mean, I think that one of the reasons my background was appealing um, in, in, in my hiring was there's a lot of, of mirror image of the sports agent landscape and the sports marketing landscape that I came from um, in my time in the NBA that there's basically two main rules um, and they, they mirror exactly what we had to deal with and, and comply with when I was an agent, which is one, you can't pay for play. We cannot pay a player just because he's a football player. So as great as Drake May is and Josh Downs were, they cannot recreate a deal just because they are athletes. And we normally pay them for incentive-based incentive compensation for you get an extra thousand dollars for every touchdown you throw. Cause if that was Drake's concern, we would run out of money pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and the other one is you can't induce recruits with NIL money. So we cannot tell a high school player or a transfer portal player um, that they, if, if they come here, we promise them X amount of dollars. What we can do is tell them exactly what we have done. So the factual information of what we've done to support our current athletes and, and just so they can have a confidence that they're going to receive the same level of support if they decide to come to Carolina. And again, NIL, as buzzy as it is, it is still just a new pillar of the pitch of coming to Carolina. So Mac Brown and his coaching staff do a tremendous job, and there's probably no one better in the country than Mac, at explaining the culture of Carolina, the academic opportunity here, the athletic opportunity here, the support they're going to receive from the, the tremendous programs of academic advising, job placement services, 
um, that schools like the business school and the school of journalism. Um, in addition, now NIL can be that last pillar of it. Carolina mm. has a set up Heels for Life collective whose sole job is to focus on the opportunities for UNC football. So really it is us abiding by these rules because I can ensure you that Carolina and Heels for Life will always remain compliant. Heels for Life works hand in glove with our UNC compliance department to ensure that we are, yes, representing our athletes to the fullest extent of our abilities, but we're always doing it with, with the protection in mind of these young men. Um, because in, in a lot of respects, this is their first foray into professional life. Mm -hmm. I mean, the money they earn, whether it's the Heels for Life or an outside business partnership with a, with a company, this is taxable income. This is real world things that I didn't have to deal with when I was in college, neither did you. <laughs> so it's, it's provided not only opportunity, but support. They need to have the education. They need to have the, the back-end facilities to you know, apply for their taxes. They need, they need to understand how to manage a portfolio, how to manage a bank account, things that were never, never on the docket before this. So as great of an opportunity as NIL has created, it also created a lot of risk for these athletes. Mm -hmm. And without collectives and without support systems like UNC has, they're going to be a lot in, on their own. And that is not our, our, our hope. Our hope is to ensure that they are comfortable and confident with what they're doing. Um, so again, as I said earlier, you know, when I was an agent, we were known as the high character agency. And that meant something to us that when a player was coming out of college um, and a GM would call us and say, Hey, we got to know this player and his family. That's a, that's a tandem type player. That meant something to us. And I think Carolina reflects those same values. And when we recruit, because I've gotten to work with so many of our athletes so far, just in the first three months, and I can say unequivocally that this fan base should be so proud of the young men that Mac and his team have recruited. They are responsive. They are excited to give back to the community. They know that NIL presents a tremendous opportunity that their, you know, their predecessors in college athletics were not privy to. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are running another clean business and what potentially could become a dirty industry. Um, and, and I think that we have no no uh, no naysay to, to what other collectives are doing. We're not going to comment on anyone else's progress. We're here to focus on Carolina, and uh, and I think that our fan base should be excited that we're going to follow the rules, but we're going to make sure we, we leverage every opportunity to uh, to support these guys. This is probably a loaded question. What does NIL look like in practice? In practice, um, it means it means maximization. I think that's the best way to describe it. Is every one of these players, based on their their hard work, their talents, um, their their investment in themselves, provides an opportunity. And that opportunity is, is just that. It is, it, is a, it is a nebulous concept until someone realizes the maximization of it. So for us, it can be as simple as, as signing a player to a Heels for Life contract for, for short-term money so that they can participate in a nonprofit promotion campaign. It can be as broad as a three-tiered structure of attending educational seminars on financial literacy, um, having a mentorship program where they're matched with a UNC football alum of their same position who can give them insight on how to manage their, their career while at Carolina. Um, it can be working with a job placement service um, to ensure that when they finish football, whether that be at the end of their college career or after a 10-year career in the NFL, they're prepared for an interview process. They're prepared with networking opportunities with UNC um, alums in the business community. So NIL in practice means maximization of opportunity. And I think the secondary part of that, as I mentioned earlier, is protection. Um, I, I was very, very adamant in my interview process with, um, with our stakeholders that um, Carolina will always remain as the standard we, we, we promote publicly. Um, and I think that we are not alone in that. There are collectives everywhere that I've engaged with their executive directors, and they all have the same concept, whether it's and no one on this podcast wants to hear it, but NC State to Virginia to USC mm -hmm. to Oklahoma, 
These collectives are doing things, yes, to remain competitive in a new landscape, and they're going to do things that support their teams, but they're also doing it because they care. They're doing it because NIL presents an opportunity to support mm-hmm. these guys never had before. So um, it sounds a bit aspirational, but that's how I want Carolina fans to think of it. Um, I want them to think of this as an aspirationally competitive ca- concept. So first off, well answered. I think the maximization piece and kind of showing all the wraparound service that comes with being part of an NIL collective is really important. Um, I want to ask you, how do you guys place value on that back-end support that you referred to? How do you guys kind of, how do you guys use that and explain that as, as part of the benefit, right? Like having that infrastructure, as you mentioned, is a big deal. How do you describe that in value to somebody that's potentially thinking of, you know, to, of joining the collective as an athlete? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I've kind of put myself mentally into this one conversation that's going to be pivotal in any recruit's consideration of going to a school. So if Carolina football is recruiting an athlete, that means they are being recruited by another, a number of amazing programs. They're getting calls from Penn State, from Alabama, from Georgia. Um, and what is Carolina going to do to separate themselves? Well, before NIL, it was exactly what we mentioned earlier. It was Coach Brown talking about the academic opportunity, the a- athletic opportunity, um, and the broader 40-year commitment to Carolina, not just the four-year. But what does NIL do? I think about that conversation that a coach is having with the parents. Because I think what a lot of fans need to realize is, yes, these players have a huge amount of, um, of, of, of dominion in their, in their choice, but they're doing it in lockstep with their, their, their guardians. And for a lot of these players, they may be the first generation to go to college. And mm-hmm. so it's a scary concept for a mom or a dad or a, an uncle or a coach, whoever's advising them to say, how are you going to support my child when they go to your university? They're going to be on their own. They've never done this before. And so when I think of NIL, I think of how do we impact that conversation to provide that guardian with a sense of security, a sense of confidence that, yes, the university and Mac Brown, they're going to be doing a tremendous job without question to do the traditional things of support. But with NIL being brand new, what other opportunities does that provide? So that's where it comes into building the programs that are going to truly support them. So A, it's the protection of the compliance. If they earn money, we're the ones here helping them with their taxes, helping them with managing their, their, their portfolio and brand to ensure that they are, are doing this responsibly. Um, as I mentioned, educational seminars. Um, and I'm trying to think of creative ways at any, at any way or any, I should say, any avenue that when that conversation happens, when coach is sitting down with a, a player and his parents and they say, what do you guys do for NIL? That that, that that person can then go to the Heels for Life website, which is under construction right now. So no one, no one look at our current website and think that's what it's going to be. Um, they can go to our website. They can, look at, they can look at the historical precedent of what we've done for our current athletes. And they can know that, wow, if I come to Carolina, I'm going to get a phenomenal education. I'm going to have a chance to compete at the, nat- at the highest national levels of football. have the chance to go to the NFL, as we've seen so many players before. And then I'm also going to have an opportunity to earn money to earn educational systems and to earn a, um, you know, earn, earn something past a diploma here. Um, so that's really what, what gets me inspired um, is that conversation with the parent. And, and I, when I was an agent, we worked very closely with our athletes' parents. Um, and that's just kind of a nature of, of, the, of the athletic world and industry that parents stay involved for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And we always wanted to make sure they were secure with their representatives. And we hope that's going to be the same for Heels for Life. So I want to follow on that. What's the toughest question you've received so far from a parent or player or prospect uh, just related to NIL? What's the toughest question you've heard? Wow, it's a, that's a tough question. Um, 
Let's see. I mean, I think that you know, they're, they're always concerned of what market value is. You know, um, when I was, again, I'll, I'll, I liken a lot of my things in my aging career because it's my, my most, most recent example, but there was a collective bargaining agreement. There was a salary cap. There was a, there was decades of market value um, precedent that allowed us to use at least some sort of statistical version or contractual version of an answer. Whereas right now there isn't one. Market value is what the market says your value is. So when you're talking to a company who is interested in doing a deal with one of your players, when you're talking to a donor who is interested in donating but doesn't know the, the, where the money is going to go, when you're talking to an athlete who's curious of what his, his opportunity could be um, with a the company, there really is no precedent yet. We're setting that ourselves. And so every day that you see another collective promoting a new program that pays every athlete X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. or every time you get a, a rumor from on three that you know, Bryce Young signs a deal for X amount of dollars with, you know, with Red Bull, Making, making that one up, it sets a new data point that we can work from, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's going to be relevant for our guys or our market. So it's doing our best to, to figure out what works for all parties. Um, and I think that we also have an opportunity to set that number ourselves and see if that works for our partners and our players. Um, and again, creating the amount of, of financial flexibility that we can do that. Um, so I think that's a very tough question. Um, and I think we're not going to have a lot of, of, what I would say principled answers for a couple of years, because we're going to have to, we're going to need some time to set some data sets um, that are significant. So one of the things I wanted to ask today was, was about kind of that market value, right? And I think it's really intriguing that right now we're so early into this phenomenon that, as you said, the market is still being established. There, there's very few data points. There's very few markers that can identify, you know, who's setting the market and what the actual market is. Um, if somebody asks you, you know, say I'm, I'm a top 100 player, right? It's the first time that my name and top 100 player have ever been using the same thought. Um, <laughs> but say, say I'm a top 100 player. What's the actual market for me if somebody asks you that? See what I'm saying? I understand that you've got, you don't have the data, but if, if, I'm a, if I'm a prospect, I'm a top 100 prospect across the board and I ask you, you know, what's my market value? What, what do you say? Yeah. I mean, the, the, one of the first rules of negotiation is never make the first offer, you know? And, and that, that's, that's what we're going to have to do. So what because do you think you're worth? worth? Yeah, exactly. What do you, what do you <laughs> think you're worth? You know, it's like we go back and forth like that Michael Scott, Daryl negotiation right. scene in the office. Um, but I, I think to answer that question um, is going to go back to the environment that we're living in. And a lot of collectives and schools are going to be making some expensive mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mistakes may be the wrong representation. Maybe it's misrep or, or, or um, lessons, you know, expensive lessons um, that they have jumped in to say, hey, we're going to pay our freshman class X amount of dollars, these four and five star recruits. And then we've seen a mass exodus from major programs in the past three days um, coming from schools that have tremendous NL collectives who are paying far more than Heels for Life is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're losing the players um, because maybe their product in the field wasn't good. Or maybe the player didn't um, didn't get the playing time he wanted. Maybe his his role was not stated properly before he committed. I won't comment on that because I don't know. But what I will say is Heels for Life is concerned of a sustainable program and doing something that is a respectful offer to the player, mm-hmm. but also one that they understand is based in reality. Um, if we said our collective is just going to start handing out, you know, checks without thought to, to every four and five star recruit, that is not a sustainable model. And again, I think there's going to be a, a, a couple harsh lessons from collectives right now who are trying to create immediate impact. And I think that's a great that's a great vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say that the market value is set, I mean, we, we, the whole NFT quote unquote boom 
uh, of last year will show what market value really can do when there's no when there's no precedent set and there's no market force that puts a governor cap on it. You know, a lot of people have postulated that we might see a the NCAA institute a salary cap for NIL or some sort of governor on on what payments can be made. Well, guess what? They're going to find ways around that. Yep. I mean, we used to always joke, um, you know, when, when they would put all these security measures um, to, to not have kids bring in alcohol to football games, every, every new measure they made, the kids found a new way around it. Yeah. Right. So it's like that. That's what's going to happen with 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 every new regulation of any new any nascent industry. So if the NCAA does put some regulations on that, great. You're still going to have the collectives finding ways around it. Um, and that's not that's not their that's 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 their opportunity to leverage the rules that are in place. So market value for us um, is is not a standard question. Um, our players have been very gracious for for what we've been able to provide for them thus far, and they know that we are working tirelessly to provide even more down the line. And that's what comes from maximization. Back to that mm-hmm. key word of saying, right now, here's what we are going to do. Here's what we're committed to doing. And you can also have our commitment that we're working to build scalable systems that's going to make this the standard that gets moved up the next year. It gets moved up the next year. So um, I, I'm very, I'm very encouraged based on the response of the Carolina community that our market value will go up for every player based on the support we're going to be able to get in for them. So it really is going to be in lockstep with our ability to educate the donor base, provide them opportunities and member benefits and corporate partnership opportunities. Because the more they invest, the more we give back mm-hmm. because we're allocating every dollar to the growth of this company and the payment and the payment of these athletes. So they can be, they can be assured that we're, uh, you know, we're not, we're not building a, a, an office space to lease. We're not, we're not doing anything that's not going to be in direct support of the athletes. I mean, you're not full Jerry Maguire, but there is a certain amount of getting these players to believe in, in the vision of the collective. And it sounds like you've kind of got a good handle on that, despite just being four months in. Well, so we're going to have, we have some, uh, some, some PR needs. Um, and I, Inside Carolina has been a tremendous partner in, in really getting us to the most invested part of the fan base, the people who spend their day on these message boards, who are, they have the finger on the pulse of every recruit, every yeah. coaching change. Um, that's why it's up to us and, and our partners like Inside Carolina to be very transparent about the needs and very transparent about the benefits. So have we done our job to date? No, this job is not done. We have a lot of education to come down. Um, we started a thread on um, Inside Carolina Tar Hill Premium, the Tar Pit Premium um, board this morning that we're going to allow people to ask questions or we're going to respond to as many as we can. Um, if you go to our website, there is a contact section. If you have a concern or a question, send us a note. We're going to do our best to respond to you as we build out our new website, our new educational materials, our new PR strategy, which should be coming out in the next month or so, um, that will really provide more of this transparency. But until then, we want the Carolina community to, as much as we can to know that we're working hard and you should be very proud of the people that are leading this. Um, aside from me, our board of directors, our, our, our stakeholders, our partners are all rowing in the same direction. So don't, don't feel that UNC NIL is behind. It's f- far from it. Um, not only are we not behind, we're building something we think is going to be sustainable and competitive. So hold that thought. I want to I kind of come back to that in a second. Um, you touched on it briefly a second ago when you're talking about kind of the rumors that pop up everywhere else. You know, you hear about uh, this school paying uh, a high school quarterback, you know, something like $8 million. And uh, when you talk about a, an untenable or an unsustainable model, for me, a kid that's never taken a college snap, getting that kind of money talked about him is, is hard for me to wrap my small brain around, right? With all those rumors out there, what's the real national landscape like? Like you see this, you know what's real, you know what's not. You know, the message board community can gas this up and social media can gas some of these things up. But 
but help our listeners and, and I see subscribers understand like what's really going on out there. What are the what are the other real things? And you don't have to call school names. You don't have to drop numbers in here, but help us understand what's real and what's not when we're thinking about schools that are typical competitors to UNC. Yeah, I, I think you hit, the, you hit a, a word on there that really keys in on my response, which is real. And so NIL, and for most of the explanations, is fairly small money in the scheme of things. Most athletes are not receiving the notes and numbers that you're seeing on headlines on ESPN or on three. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a there is a certain group of players that are going to receive seven figures for their for their 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 time and their, their their NIL services. Most players are not receiving that. What they're receiving is a lot of times going to their rent payments. It's going home to mom and dad to help out mm-hmm. with the mortgage or the phone bill. Um, it's going it's going for the weekends. They can have some money to go to the movies with their buddies. Um, or, or, or pay a car payment, things that are very much reasonable ways of paying them for their, um, their, their NIL rights. So I think that's, that's something I really want to get across to the listener is um, NIL can be so competitive for keeping the roster together. Because as we know, as great of a player as CJ Stroud and Bryce Young and mm-hmm. they are, yes, those are incredible. Those are, those are very rare people. The, the, the large majority of NIL opportunities are going to players that are really keeping the engine moving. Football is not, is not one by one player. Um, and so we are trying to make sure that our roster remains strong, competitive, full, and that we're doing um, our, our job as an NIL collective to ensure that every athlete who's considering Carolina knows that there is a robust support. And robust means you may be receiving the lowest level of support financially, but it may mean the world to you. Mm-hmm. It may mean the difference in your parents being able to come in and watch you play in Chapel Hill because hotels are expensive here um, on game weekends. Um, so I think it's very important for us to keep a, a cap on reality. Now, to speak about the larger sensationalism headlines of quarterbacks driving Maseratis and mm-hmm. college athletes on Dr. Pepper commercials, I think that's great. I know it sounds crazy, but we're setting a value on something that is, like we said, just market forces. And you can be as frustrated as you want to, but your frustration is largely going to be concerned with what you've been conditioned to think for your entire life. We've been conditioned to say you don't pay college athletes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were conditioned until the 1970s that college athletes couldn't compete in the Olympics. (laughs) You know, I mean, think times change and we have to reform our our approach um, to, uh, to, to what's fair and what's, what's, what's valuable. And so I'm, uh, I'm excited for NIL to continue to gestate and mature because I think it's going to make a lot more people um, comfortable with how we're doing it. And I know we'll talk about it in a second, but how NIL can be way more than a dollar amount, that it can be mm-hmm. a support system for the players. And, um, and I will never stop working on these programs that ensure these players are more prepared for the life um, based on their time at Carolina. Um, that is the real value. And I, I was very open when I, um, when I took this job that I didn't come down here um, to be an ATM for college players. That's not my job. My job yeah. is to build a sustainable program to support the players financial um, support is a component of that. And it's probably the one that's going to get the large amount of, of press, the large amount of, of, uh, of intrigue. Um, but it's certainly not going to be the one that drives day-to-day heels for life, because that's going to be the things that allow, you know, our, our linebacker room, our, our tight ends, the mm-hmm. opportunity to network with Carolina business community um, and develop people, develop relationships that are going to help pay them, you know, job opportunities down the line. Um, that that's what really I think is sustainable and exciting about my role. So I think one of the things that Carolina fans have have gotten used to, especially if they followed you know, any of UNC's major programs for a long time, it's you hear coaches and, and prep coaches and you hear people there in the recruiting world say that that is or is not a Carolina kid, 
right? Like that prospect is or is not a Carolina guy or girl. Am am I making too much of a leap to say if a kid comes to you and says, hey, uh, you know, SEC school X tech state is offering me, you know, $9 million. Is that one of the situations where you would just say, okay, go get it. Or how would, how would you approach that? You know, if, if that's a school that's, if if that's a player that's seriously considering North Carolina and he says to you, I've got this offer from so-and-so, what's your answer to that? Well, Hills for Life has no direct role in the recruiting space. Um, Our job is to present a business with a press strategy. So if a player is curious about what we've done and what we're able to do, they're going to have literature and resources to know that. And they can speak to any number of people in the Carolina community about the work that Heals for Life is or will be doing. Um, So we have no direct role in that conversation. But I will say it is their right to let money lead them wherever they think they should go. That is anyone's personal decision. My decision on going to college was based on a scholarship opportunity, Mm -hmm. and it was my dream school. Those are my two factors. And then the coach, for some reason, let me run track for a few for a few days. But everyone's decision on going to their university is different. Um, some some go there because their athletic opportunity is so great and they're trying to prepare themselves to be a professional athlete. Some are going to play sports because it was their avenue into a better school, mm-hmm. um, into a better program that they could get into a, a pre-med you know, situation. They can go to a great med school, but otherwise without basketball or field hockey, they weren't going to have that opportunity. So any player has the right to say, I'm going to let money drive my decision. And we have, and I, I, I empower them to do so. Um, but really here at Heels for Life, we're hoping that Carolina athletes will look at those pillars that we described earlier that Mac and his staff do such a great job of explaining of Carolina's athletic, academic, um, and then now NIL support, but then more so the Carolina family. I have been lucky to live in so many different markets in this world, Washington, D.C., Southern California, the New York area, um, and interact with, with alums of so many schools. There is not a school in the country that has an, a fan base with the same amount of connection to Carolina in their four years here as UNC. This place, this place is just special. It's just different. I know that anyone who's not a Carolina fan that, that hears this will probably gag upon me saying that. Um, but I think that when we're trying to explain what coming to Carolina means, yes, we want to make sure they know there is financial opportunity here. We also want them to know that the UNC family means something. When Jeff Saturday comes back and gets the crowd hype before a game, it means something special to us. I mean, the mm-hmm. most brilliant thing ever, I always think about great advertising campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like Chick-fil-A's had one campaign for 30 years, eat more chicken, right? Yes. Whoever that guy is, I hope has four houses based on his work in that, that campaign. <laughs> Carolina's I am a Tar Heel campaign. I mean, it has been a special part of every sporting event at Carolina to see Mia Hamm and Julius Peppers and, you know, Shalane Flanagan and and, and now the, the Sam Howell and Mitch Trubisky's of the world say they're a Tar Heel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the kind of, that's the kind of aspirational message that I think encompasses NIL as part of that support now. And I think that's, that's what's really going to be exciting. But if they want, if a player goes, Hey, this school's offered me 25 K and this one's offered me 30 K and they go for the 30 K that's their prerogative. Uh, we just hope Carolina is providing them financial support and the promise that if they come to Carolina, Carolina's going to commit to them in so many different areas. So you've done a great job of kind of explaining what NIL is in practice. And I know I kind of threw that question at you early on. You've touched on a little bit about what NIL is not, but I'll ask you just in general, what is NIL not? Like, what are the things that fans may perceive NIL to be that it's just, that's not the way it goes? Yeah, well, I can just speak from Carolina's perspective. NIL is not going to be a, 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 a dangling offer to, mm-hmm. to athletes coming to Carolina. Um, it is not going to be a, a free agency blitz. 
Um, NIL at Carolina is going to be done with the utmost care uh, of supporting the athletes. And that also means protecting them, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so NIL is not at UNC going to be a flippant um, tr- or, uh, window dressing uh, of support system. When our guys sign heels for life contracts, they're going to be obligated to perform certain duties that are built around their interests, built around their, their needs. So when um, X player signs a three-month deal with Heels for Life, and I'm making up these terms in, in person, um, they're going to be able to do work, work with direct nonprofits in the Carolina community on social media promotion, in-person activities. Maybe it's maybe it's a football clinic for a local middle school. They get to teach them, you know, healthy tackling um, technique. Um, and then moving to an educational system where they get to speak to Keenan Flagler business professors and attend seminars on financial literacy. Um, we're going to be doing things that are truly comprehensive. So NIL is not going to be something that is just done to give money and put up some fake posts that, 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 show, um, that, that show that we hit an obligation. Um, I think that we deserve and we, we, these players deserve our actual attention and insight. Um, I've been in the business world now for, for 14 years. And these players deserve 14 years of experience and 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 leadership um, in something that's going to be beneficial for them, and not just the short-term bank accounts. But again, it goes back to most of, of these deals, and that means nationwide are small deals. And I I am lucky to work in in a, in a more um, promoted um, kind of uh, highly visible sport of, of college football. But keep in mind, NIL is every sport. I mean, this is men's golf. This is women's track and field. Mm-hmm. Um, this is these are, these are Olympic sports. And so a lot of times um, just a slight amount of NIL support from a collective um, is, is critical to these players. And, and they're so appreciative of getting it because it was something that was not afforded to, the, to their predecessors. And candidly, with the amount of time these student athletes spend in the weight room, at practice, on the road for games, in study hall, they don't have the time to get a, a job at the student stores to make extra. They don't have time to, they, they don't have the opportunity to study abroad. Their university experience, as glamorous as it may look, is different than the average student. And NIL is providing an opportunity to prove that why it's different, they deserve an extra layer of support. Because let's let's be honest, if you are a junior at Carolina and you are a brilliant coder, you can go start a business while you're in college and earn money for your brilliant coding skills. And before NIL, a football player cannot do the same. So I, I I think it's just leveling the playing field of the average student. Yeah, I think a lot of folks can remember just how absurd some of the rules prior to NIL being a thing. Folks can remember just how absurd some of the rules were. Uh, arcane, antiquated, all of those you know adjectives you want to use were, were still very valid. Um, I mean, I can, I can give you a quick story of when I was a player. Yeah, go ahead. How we, ran a, how we ran a truly clean business. I took a prospect's father um, out to have a drink before, a, uh, before I went to go watch the, his son play. We were talking about my agency and the support we've done, the experience we had. He got a cup of coffee and I got an iced tea. We split the bill because technically I was not allowed to buy him a 250 cup of coffee down the block from the, from the arena. And that's how closely we, we led to the rules because it meant something to us mm-hmm. that whenever, whenever the union came and had questions about how to form the CBA, they knew that we were the advisors they could trust. Whenever a, um, whenever a coach like Tom Izzo or Coach K or, or Roy Williams told their players about advising them on who they should sign as an agent. They said, Hey, you can sign with whomever you'd like, but we can give our stamp of approval to Tandem and Jim Tanner and Graham Boone and, and their, and their, and their colleagues because they've done great work to this point. They've never had a black mark on their, on their resume. That's what we want Carolina NIL to be for when a player is deciding between UNC and Virginia tech and in Tennessee, 
they say, hey, Carolina has everything you could possibly want in academics, athletics, and now NIL support, and they do it the right way. That, that's, that's our goal and reputation. You know, you're talking about things that require these athletes to build trust, but also you're in this place where you want donors and people that are part of, of contributing to the collective uh, to, to, to build trust in what it is that you're doing and what your vision is and kind of how Heels for Life is going to help the players. Talk about transparency. What's your approach to transparency and, and you know, where the money is going to go, how it's going to be utilized, all that stuff? Yeah, I think it starts with a feedback loop. Um, this is my first uh, foray into the fundraising world and, and working with donors. Um, I've been in revenue generation. I've never been in asking for money. Um, and so now it's, it, it goes twofold. One, what do they get in return for it? And two, what do they want in return for it? Every donor is different. This is not a one size fits all. There are some of our donors who are giving you know, six to seven figures um, to the various different Carolina initiatives, the endowment fund, the research, the hospital. Um, the NIL may be just one part of their donation portfolio, and I need to listen to them to what they like. Some guys want the autographed helmet. Some guys want the exclusive pair of Jordans they can wear and their friends don't have. Some guys don't want any of that. Some guys want their name on a website or on a, on a building. Some guys don't want that. Some guys just want to know that, hey, if I want to come and meet a couple athletes because I've, I've supported Heels for Life and I get to know their families, what their money is going towards and how I'm supporting them just so they can shake their hand after a football game. That's something I'm really excited to provide. So I think it's 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 my it's my opportunity and my responsibility to provide benefits back and ROI because it's going to be largely intangible ROI. Um, and I think that previously when you donated money for a scholarship, you it was very clear what that was going to mm -hmm. tuition payments and, and and housing support and meal plans for an athlete. Um, and now this is a little bit less tangible. This player is going to it's going to money go into their personal bank account. It's not going to be run through the university. This is a third party business. We are completely private. So um, talking to donors has been a real eye opening experience. I have a lot of empathy that they are hit up all the time um, for their money. And, and I want to make sure that Heels for Life is doing it the right way. And we're being compassionate with their with their money. Um, and that goes from large donors down to the donor benefits we're about to, to, to release here in the next month or so to people who want to give $20 a month. That's going to be invaluable support for Heels for Life. And we want to make sure that we're giving them exclusive content, access to, to private auctions. You know, if we're going to do a big tailgate, I'm making this up at the spring game, and they want to come out and we have 10 players that are going to come by and take pictures with their kids. I want to know that their $20 was valuable to us. Their $20 meant something to Carolina because they didn't have to do that. They did it because they care about these kids and they care about Carolina. So I think that the, the real opportunity and, again, responsibility for Heels for Life is to ensure that our donors feel heard. Uh, and the last thing I ever want to hear is I gave money to Heels for Life and I was not respected or responded to. Now, I, again, have inherited part of a business in, in August, and we are not set up for that yet. We are building very closely to doing so. Um, but my goal is that every donor knows that the Heels for Life appreciates their support um, and we can provide some benefit back to them that, that, that reflects that. Man, you're you're preaching to the choir here, bro. I appreciate the uh, the awareness that comes with understanding, you know, that donors want to feel plugged in. They want to feel heard. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing in recognizing that everybody has different, you know, different desires of what they want their money to do and how they want it to, to be valuable. Take a quick break and just remind everybody that's listening to this. Uh, one of the cool things about our sponsor, Johnny T-Shirt, is they've had some of the NIL gear available for purchase for quite some time. They, they were out ahead of the game when uh, the basketball team you know, had players named jerseys available at Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. So we appreciate Johnny T-Shirt sponsoring this and all Inside Carolina content. Visit them online 
or stop by right there on East Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. Uh, they are big supporters of the university, big supporters of you know of, of this show, of of other podcasts, of of all Inside Carolina content. But we want you to be supporters of them as well. Think about them as you're filling out your your Christmas shopping list and all that good stuff, and they will take care of you. Uh, a quick brief moment. Let the national guys drop their ads in here. We'll be right back. We're talking with Graham Boone, Executive Director of Heels for Life, UNC's football NIL collective. All right. Thanks for sticking around. Talking with Graham Boone, Executive Director of Heels for Life. That's University of North Carolina's football NIL collective. Graham has been uh, basically a Tasmanian devil since he got here four months ago. Um, assuming he's now settled and assuming he now knows which way is up and the old adage of whether to wind your watch or, uh, or you know, scratch your you-know-what. But I, I'm glad you're spending time with us today, Graham. You've been really forthright and um, and kind of informative so far. The other questions I want to kind of throw at you, you know, and for folks who are listening, there is going to be a thread on the Inside Carolina Premium Message Boards on the Tar, Tar Pit Premium for you to check out. And if you've got questions for Graham, hit him up. If you want to ask him questions specifically that maybe we don't touch on today, uh, contact him at the Heels for Life webpage when it gets uh, when the redesign is done there. He wants to field your questions. He wants you to feel like you've been informed. He wants you to feel like that uh, that Heels for Life is accessible because you know, this is going to be a team lift. And if everybody around the UNC football community wants UNC football to be successful, they have to take part in this. And he wants to be a part of of the solution. Um, Graham, I want to ask you, who are doing things really well in the NIL space? Um, you know, who, who's what what collectives are great that you feel like yeah they've got they're kind of onto something and, and what are they doing differently? You know, I, I think that in my first few months, um, I've been lucky to be connected with some peers um, at, at some other collectives. Um, typically, not ones that are in our competitive landscape as far as recruiting is concerned, but they've been very forthright in talking about how they set up a business. I mean, these collectives, or the name collective, comes from a collective of alums who have come together to establish something to support the programs that they they care about. Um, and so it really is a community-based effort. And so they have been setting up these businesses and these are collectives was not a term a year and a half ago. So the collectives that you've seen the most on, on three or on online that are doing the biggest work so far, they're still nascent businesses. They're still very much startups. So I've been lucky to speak to people at West Virginia, at, at Virginia, at Gonzaga, at, at TCU, um, and just kind of gleaning some, some operational um, best practices of, you know, what corporate structure have you guys used? How, how have you done your, um, your, your, your workers' comp insurance? I mean, just things like that that are new to me as a, as a first-time entrepreneur. Um, now granted, I'm working with people at our collective and our board of directors who have far more experience in business mm -hmm. than I do and have been a tremendous and invaluable structural support system um, to get us up and running. Um, but it's been great to speak with some people like that, that have done things, in my opinion, the right way that reflect Carolina. Now, again, most people across the world are going to see NIL from only headlines on, on news services. They're going to see the craziest stories. And it's what we always talk about, you know, why is a media service talking about a player getting arrested and they're not talking about the other player who just started a nonprofit mm -hmm. because that's not as sexy of a story. But I think that the, 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 truthfulness of NIL is that a lot of these collectives are doing the unsexy, really good work for the players. And they may not be getting the same publicity that the new, you know, $8 million rumor for a quarterback going around is going to get. So um, I've been very fortunate to have some great peers. A lot of these um, collectives were started by individuals who used to work for their, their athletic departments. So either in fundraising or compliance mm -hmm. um, or player development. Um, so they have a, a very much, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes 
um, access and experience to how to support these players and based on their infrastructure of that university. Um, and I've been so lucky to come to Carolina that has set up some great athletic department resources. Um, Kara Canazaro um, is a full-time employee of UNC Athletic Department and working solely on NIL. Um, we have the, the full attention of the compliance department that we work hand in glove uh, on making sure our contracts are, are, are well-formed and protective of the, unit, of the, of the individuals. Um, Bubba Cunningham just released an, a letter last week to the broader Rams club and season ticket holders promoting Heels for Life and other ways you can support NIL, not just football. Mm -hmm. Carolina. So um, again, I've spoken to some great collectives that are doing, trying to do the same work we're doing. Um, we're all going to have different forms. We're all going to have different involvement from our, our donors and our, and our fan bases. Um, but I think the spirit of all these is pretty similar, um, which is, which is maximization once again. So without being too specific, what are the biggest needs right now from Tar Heel fans for, you know, for NIL? I, not really not really ready to get to the how they can get involved yet, but like, what are the biggest the biggest things that that Heels for Life needs to to be where you envision them being? Yeah, it's it's a great question, and again, I the reason I was so excited to come on today is to kind of tease what's coming up soon. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have a much more public presence um, for support, so we're gonna start with some very sincere memberships um, benefits for the broader Targo community. As we said earlier. I'm, I'm not sure what our exact levels are going to be yet, but $20 a month up to $2,500 a month are going to provide you some real benefits, access to players, access to coaches at events, uh, memorabilia, auctions, exclusive content, um, some things that are going to be really fun for us to build for, for our, our donor base. Um, other ways that we need them involved um, is just promoting in the right way. Um, knowing that, listen, I, we've been on every message board events like Carolina, you and I both, that not every fan becomes rational after a loss. <laughs> Man. <laughs> is, is that a diplomatic way of saying that? That um, is a very diplomatic way of putting it. That's uh <laughs> man. Well done, sir. And knowing that NIL is not going to be just a, a roller coaster climb up. Um, yeah. We used to talk to our, our recruits when I was an agent, we'd say, guys, very few players have had this, you know, stock market rise of their career. You're going to have yeah. ups and downs and NIL and Carolina's NIL support is going to have, you know, our, our big wins and our things that we're trying to figure some things out. It's a new business. So patience and support are going to be really key, um, but also the, the understanding that you have some very dedicated Tar Heels um, working with a lot of intellectual firepower behind it and building something that we can be proud of. Um, and then also um, engagement. You know, we're going to be releasing monthly long form articles that are going to be about the players' personalities, their home stories. So you can get to know these guys, the Travis Shaw's of the world, the Zach Rice's of the world, why they chose Carolina, what meant something to them about their conversations with the coaching staff here. Um, we're going to be doing events around the state, um, potentially around the country and major markets to get corporate partners involved. So maybe you don't have the discretionary income to make a commitment. But maybe your business could have an opportunity for a player. Um, to, to have, you know, the offensive linemen um, come out and do an autograph signing or do some fun engagement or tactic that gives them a little bit of money in their pocket, promotes your business and showcases the Carolina business community is supporting NIL rights. Um, so there's going to be a myriad of ways that we get people involved. Um, and it's really, uh, it's exciting, but it's also, it's, it's vast. You know, it, I'm, I'm lucky to work for a school at Carolina that has such a, an international brand and such a dedicated alumni base. Um, but that also means there's a lot of people to touch and a lot of people to 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 support. And um, yeah, we're going to be building out a, a much more robust business than it stands today. So uh, patience is a virtue, I and mean, that's that's not something that's popular in the college sports landscape. Yeah, 
Patience is a virtue, but waiting is a, a B, right? Like that's <laughs> that's always kind of the flip side of that. And I think I think fans more more struggle with the second one. Um, recent news here locally, uh, you know, school right down the road in West, West Raleigh announced that they're doing, uh, and I don't know the details, but the headline, as we've been talking about, was 25K to players in the collective for doing charity work. Does that kind of stuff move the needle at all? Is, is that the type of thing that the Heels for Life might explore? Can I put that into context? Because again, fans are, are curious about when they read about what their, you know, what their rival is doing. How, how, how would you respond to that? Yeah, I'll say that Yields for Life is endeavored to support every football player. Now, right now, we do not have the same program um, that, that NC State has promoted. And again, I think that some of their language is a bit ambiguous in how that program is actually going to go into action. But what I can say is I commend them for committing a tremendous amount of support for their football team. And I commend their, their athletic community of businesses and fans who have gotten behind them. Um, and and I, I'm, you know, it's, it's something that we have to keep an eye on. Um, there's no question about it. We're, we're always going to measure ourselves against our closest neighbors. Um, and so Carolina NIL, we have our, we have an amazing group of people that are trying to figure out our own version of how we support our players. And it may look similar to theirs. It may not. Um, but what I can say is we always are keeping a finger on the pulse of what the other collectives are doing, what the other NIL um, structures are. Um, and, and listen, there's no question that we want to beat state in every facet of, of, mm -hmm. of life. You know, it's, it's on the field, it's in the classroom, it's in NIL, um, and, uh, and they've built a great collective over there. I think they're doing tremendous work. Um, and, um, yeah, Carolina fans should, uh, should know that we, that we're going to have to do the same kind of thing to support and be competitive. And it's not just against the state. Carolina has much broader visions of this football program than just winning the state. Now it starts there, but this Mac Brown didn't come here to, you know, to win eight games a year, nine games a year. He came here to create champions and, and that that's our next step. And so, uh, NC state is going to be one of those obstacles to get over. They always will be. Um, and we're always going to be in their, their crosshairs, but, uh, you know, I, I can, I can, I can assure the Carolina community that deals for life is not only supportive, but we are competitive and, uh, we're, we're here to make sure Carolina is, is shown in the right light. So what can listeners to this podcast or subscribers to inside Carolina or fans in general, uh, how can they help push UNC and help contribute to heels for life so that heels for life can keep up and then get ahead and, and start kind of carving its own, you know, carving its own path so that folks are looking towards what Heels for Life is doing as, as kind of the beacon. What can fans do? Well, we will be feeding the machine here in the next couple of months um, of, our, of our abilities to tangibly support. So with financial um, um, opportunities, business opportunities, um, engagement opportunities, I and mean, we're going to need people to help support some of our academic programs. We're going to need people to support our, um, our enrichment programs. So it's not just going to be financial resources, although that's a big component. Um, but we also need in that interim, is for people to speak about NIL as a positive thing. Um, mm -hmm. They need to educate their friends. They need to speak to their, their elders, which are probably the, the biggest obstacle in NIL <laughs> right now, are people that, you know, have been football fans for, for 70 years, and they're finally told at the, the twilight of their fanhood that we need your money to pay players. And that, that's, a, that's an alien thought to them. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's, it's very valuable to think about NIL as a positive force um, and to know that Carolina is doing it the Carolina way. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's going to go a tremendous amount of distance if we can look at NIL as something really good. Um, and, and I think that we've had a lot of success in my just short time speaking to younger donors, younger fan base saying, hey, I love NIL because I know it's a competitive, um, it's a competitive element of what we're doing now. And you have to have my support and I'm here to give it. So I've been truthfully overwhelmed with the amount of positive support Heels for Life has gotten just in the first few months here. 
Um, and again, we're trying to build, you know, it would be easy for us to say, Hey, everyone give us your money one time and we promise we'll do something later. That's, <laughs> that's, it, it's, it's not, it's not, again, we're looking at sustainability here. So providing the structures so when you guys give your, your time, your money, your effort, your interest, we're providing something back to you. And that's kind of what we're, what we're looking to build now. I think one of the things you mentioned, John Montgomery earlier, I think one of the things that, that folks may be confused about is for so long at every major UNC sporting event, um, and even the modern ones, you know, the, the plea has always been to contribute to the Rams club. And, you know, we understand the Rams club funds, you know, scholarships for all of UNC sports. How does an NIL collective like Heels for Life coexist with traditional booster clubs? You know, what does, what's, what's the, what's the pitch there? What's the, the angle there that, you know, obviously both have value, right? They're both integral to the success of the athletic department. What's, how, how do you explain to folks that are trying to wrap their head around Rams Club, Heels for Life, and all these kind of competing entities? You know, the Rams Club has been an unbelievable partner thus far. Um, there's no question that Carolina is presenting a unified front for NIL. And the Rams Club has an 80-plus year history of supporting Carolina athletics. Um, and we are here to be a partner for them because we're all fighting in the same direction. We're all mm -hmm. fighting to support the university. And NIL is something that they didn't ask for the coaches didn't ask for the fans didn't ask for it. this was done based on antitrust issues um and so i think that the rams club being a partner for us to be able to be a critical mouthpiece to the donors who have already been giving to carolina and to tell them not only do we support il we support you allocating some of your projected donations to it um, and that's what that meant that letter from um, bubba and john last week was intimating was saying that guys your, your support is always going to be needed, but there's also a new way to show that support. So I've been attending events with Rams Club um, employees, speaking at engagements to their largest donor bases in certain cities, um, doing a bit of a roadshow of, of showing that unified front. Um, and so the Rams Club, yes, there's going to be some displacement on if I was always going to give $1,000 annually to the Rams Club, but now I want to bifurcate that and give 500 heels for life to five of the Rams Club. I know that the that the Rams Club has given their their thumbs up on that. They've given their their stamp of approval um, because at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is support Carolina. That's that's I mean full stop. That's why we started the collective. That's why the Rams Club exists is to support Carolina. And without both sides, we're gonna we're not gonna be able to do that. We're we're gonna fail in that mission. So, um, John Montgomery, Ken uh, Ken Mack, um, Brian Chacos has been a big fan of Inside Carolina. Who works with the Rams Club. Uh, have been great partners. Um, and they're an invaluable asset for access and trust because mm -hmm. they've developed trust with this donor base over so long. I'm the new kid on the block. I right. don't care how, how, how great my words are, how important my mission is, or how pretty my face is. A new donor is not going to want to just blindly give me money because he doesn't know me or she doesn't know me. Um, so having the Rams Club provide that, that, that structure of confidence um, and, and passing off that relationship is is something I'm just so fortunate to have um, in their partnership. And I, I think everyone should be thinking about how NIL impacts the future of college athletics, but also how the Rams club is always going to be the foundation of support of UNC athletics. And we are just a new pillar of that support. Yeah. The pretty face doesn't hurt either. Um, I, I think, <laughs> you know, a good way maybe to look at it is, you know, a left tackle doesn't do the same thing that a, a wide receiver does, right? They're both playing the same, playing on the same team. They have the same goals, but they have, very different skill sets and they bring totally different things to the, the overall desired achievement. Um, yeah. I think some folks were, you know, some folks on uh, inside Carolina were kind of 
curious about you know day-to-day stuff how what are what is heels for life doing to kind of promote themselves you've mentioned a couple of times we're getting ready to kind of get into a real uh, a real spin cycle of, of putting information out there and, and doing a full-on pr blitz uh, maybe what does the day-to-day look like and how are you communicating with folks and and, and what can people what can people do to get plugged <laughs> in to 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 listen to the message that you're putting out there yeah, so stay tuned on the Inside Carolina message boards. Um, um, that's a huge promotion for us right now um, as we develop that feedback loop. Um, so we are relaunching our social media accounts here in the next couple of weeks. They've been dormant on purpose for my first few months as we established long-term structures and strategies. Um, again, we're, we're definitely going to be a measure twice, cut once kind of group. So we're going to relaunch um, our Twitter and Instagram, which is Heels for Life NIL um, um, on each. So you can start following those to get some player updates some NIL education. Um, and then once our website is up and running and we have our, we have an existing website, but it's just very much bare bones. Um, mm-hmm. we're looking to have a robust explanatory, um, hub for donations and education and access and event promotion. So that's going to be the website in, in conjunction with social media as a great outlet. And then also, um, they can look forward to, to more speaking engagements, um, on podcasts like inside Carolina, um, our athletes are going to be featured on a lot of podcasts as part of their um, their heels for life responsibilities, and they've been so tremendous in, in providing their insight on what NIL has provided for them. Um, so day to day right now, stick with the Inside Carolina message board. Send us your questions. Send us your, your contact information on our website. Um, we'll respond to as many as we can. Um, again, we're, we're we're working hard with with limited resources right now, um, but um, I, I can commit to a, a much broader um, you know facade coming out for very soon. Graham, you've been really, really good, man. I'm going to give you kind of the last platform to kind of knock out anything maybe that we didn't talk about or maybe that we teased and didn't get into. So uh, the floor is yours, dude. Yeah, I've just been so thankful for the opportunity to come in here and kind of give some behind the scenes of what Heels for Life has been building. Um, It's the age old adage, if you look calm on the water and ducks are kicking hard underneath the, uh, the surface. Um, Heels for Life has been working hard. We've been working very much um, in, in the promotion of one mission, which is to support the UNC football team. Um, our fans should be excited. Our fans should be engaged. We are building off not only a tremendous university in its, in its history, but we're building off a program with real momentum right now. And with Drake May committing to staying to Carolina last night, um, with, with a tremendous amount of our core coming back and, and the trust that Mac um, and his coaching staff are going to provide some other assets in the transfer portal in our recruiting class, this, this, this team is primed for another run of the AC title game and even further. Um, and Heels for Life is going to be a critical mission point of that, but not a replacement for anything, just a new a new uh, supportive system. So thankful for we have the Carolina community. I'm thankful that I get to wear the NC across my chest. I'm thankful that I live in North Carolina again, a little closer to uh, some of my favorite haunts on Franklin Street. And uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, this will be the first conversation of many, I assume. Graham Boone, I appreciate your time, man. He is the executive director of Heels for Life, the UNC NIL collector for football. If you've heard about him, maybe you've heard the name mentioned, you've read about it. Hopefully you've got a better grasp of what they're trying to do right now for North Carolina's football team and how they can help guide these athletes and enhance what their college football playing experience is going to be. Again, heelsforlife.org. Is that still going to be the website? Still the website, yep. Heelsforlife.org. You know, look on Inside Carolina's premium message boards for all of the news as it's starting to come in. Again, Graham's been really busy. There's going to be a deluge of info coming at you in the very near future. This is kind of the the tip of the iceberg. But Graham, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate your willingness to kind of talk to us, give us some insight, uh, talk about some things that are comfortable and not so comfortable, and 
and just excited to have you on board and appreciate what you've done uh, to be a part of this show. And hopefully we'll talk at you sometime very soon. Yeah, Joey, thank you for you and Anti-Carolina support. And as always, go Heels. All right. This has been a special edition podcast with InsideCarolina.com with Graham Boone, Executive Director of Heels for Life. We appreciate Johnny T-Shirt for sponsoring the show. Appreciate you guys listening, watching. Remember, subscribe to all of Inside Carolina's content. You'll get stuff like this directly to uh, your platform, and you don't even have to go search it out. It'll be right there ready for you as soon as it drops. We appreciate Graham joining us. We will catch you guys sometime very soon on the next InsideCarolina.com podcast. Like.